Today is Thursday. You know what that means? That means it's podcast day. And it's not just any podcast day. This is episode number 250. It's a milestone episode. This is Shut Up and Grind. We are all about overcoming obstacles, about defying the odds, and inspiring you, our loyal audience, to clear whatever is blocking your path to what you want to get out of this life. If you join me over on YouTube, please subscribe to the channel. If you're joining me on either of my Facebook pages, please like and share because you don't want to keep this good information to yourself. If it's your first time joining me, I challenge you to stay all the way to the end because each episode we drop golden nugget after golden nugget after golden nugget. I get asked all the time, who was your favorite guest? And I always say the next one because everyone that comes on shares a unique experience. And today I have another storyteller with me. And so we're going to go through and we're going to discuss how to not let others write your story. But quickly, I'm going to pay some bills real fast. So if you would like to support the show for us up here in the cold weather states, we got hoodies in the store. Shutupandgrindgear.com. Okay, that's shutupandgrindgear.com. And I have another version here where it says it never gets easier, you get stronger. So if you want to support the show, you can do so that way. Again, shutupandgrindgear.com. So let's get into the topic. And helping me with this conversation is Grace Ann Bennett. How you doing? Hello. Good. I'm great. <laughs> She's like, hello. <laughs> where are you joining me from? I am in New York City today. I live in Chicago, but I'm in New York City. You know, New York City. What what brought you there? Uh, there's an ad week conference, and uh, my daughters live here. So, oh, okay, gotcha. Mm-hmm. Li- little business, little family recharge. I like it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. How many kids do you have? I have three kids. I have two girls and a boy. So, awesome. are yeah. they are they all in New in New York, or just your daughters? Well, the, my daughters are in New York, and then my son's in Chicago. Okay. And I've lived in both places, New York and Chicago, and I'm from L.A. Gotcha. Are you in the heart the heart of the city? Yeah. Well, right now she's at Columbia in graduate school studying social work. So she's she's up. We're up in the 125th Street and Broadway. And then my daughter's all the way in uh, Brooklyn. OK, uh, clear, clear on the borough. <laughs> so L.A., Chicago and New York, you managed to yeah. live in the three biggest cities in the country. What was that uh-huh. like? Yeah, it's exciting. There's a lot of stuff going on, you know. Just got to dodge a little bit of crime, traffic, you know, things like that. But it's good. <laughs> dodge a little bit of crime. I know that's not funny. Just the way you said it. <laughs> it was very funny. Yeah, yeah you got to be savvy. You know? But I'm, I'm better with, like, that, figuring that out than, like, living in the wilderness. Like, a bear could get you. You could fall off a cliff. You know, there's, like, danger everywhere. True. But I, I, like, I can take the urban jungle. So I'm good. <laughs> Love it. All right. So tell us a little bit about yourself. All right. Uh, Well, uh, yeah, you talked about storytelling and you you do stories yourself. So I I mean, I grew up in Southern California and uh, I was always interested in brands and how like someone drives a Mercedes or they wear like van slip-ons or Nikes or like, you know, I was always paying attention to kind Mm -hmm. of how people told their own story or told you a little bit about themselves by all the choices that they made in terms of what they bought. Um, And Southern California was big into that because there's a, you know, a lot of people kind of on the superficial symbols. So I thought, why? Yeah. How do people like navigate that? And then I grew up a practicing Mormon. So that was like a conservative religion. And then you go to 
Sunday school and all these things and you're getting stories all the time, you know? So, and some of the stories I thought, okay, this is a good story. This might help me be a better person and have a better life. And some of these stories I'm like, this is not a good story. Or the boys were getting a different story from the girls. And I was like, ah, I don't know about that. So it always kind of just little like, Hmm, I don't know about these stories, but in, but I ended up, you know, going into the storytelling business and advertising. So I was a big at it, at exec in New York and Chicago, uh, you know, running places like Ogilvy, Lear Burnett, you know, doing famous campaigns for like Coke and Pepsi and the dub campaign for real beauty and worked on UPS, Guinness, Jack Daniels, like all these big, big brands. So you kind of understand how we tell stories to people to get them to buy, buy things. And then as a Mormon, I'm like listening to all these stories in terms of how they get us to buy into the religion And so this was always trying to decipher. And I realized like kind of later in life, I would call myself a late bloomer in certain ways. You know, I was like, wait a minute. Some of these stories that I'm like, I am not buying into this. And so I got to get myself out of it. And I felt trapped in like certain beliefs or certain systems. And so I started, um, I repositioned the Mormon church. So I did the advertising for the Mormons. And I had to sell my own religion. And then I realized, I'm like, oh, I don't really necessarily want to buy exactly what they're selling. So I left and I got out of the religion and I started doing yoga and I started to kind of do like different things of different kind of practices. And I got like, I lost 30 pounds. I got like my whole old self back. But I realized like, because I was buying into a story that I didn't really believe in, that I was, um, I was just buried in like extra weight, all this like guilt, anxiety, like I was just living a life that I didn't, didn't really feel in my bones was right. And it was crazy that I couldn't even like, I was buying into the story when I sell stories for a living. (laughs) Like, why, why am I not figuring this out? And then when I did all the marketing for it, I had to deconstruct the religion and think about like, what are they selling me? What do I get? Is this working for me? And do I really believe it? And it's only through like marketing my own religion that I figured out how to like get myself out of that story and I stopped buying it. That's awesome. So you you said a lot there and I was over here taking notes, but <laughs> but I actually I wanna circle I wanna start circle back before before I get into what you just directly said. Hmm. So when you were in school, in high yeah. school, what did you see yourself doing as a career? Yeah, when yeah, I was in high school. I feel like this answer is relevant. Yeah, yeah, yeah. When I was in high school, I wanted to be, well, a fashion designer or a therapist. And I, and then it, but that's, that was one thing. And then in college, I started thinking I wanted to go and be, do international branding or the psychology of like marketing. So I kind of shifted into that because like, but yeah, you, a lot of times, you know, at as a young age, what's your true self? So the thing is like back to the stories and who I really am when I was a young girl and I was in high school, even in college when I was, I, I was really the, the true me. And I was like lit up and I was following what lit me up and I was kind of going for it. And um, yeah, but yeah, that's what I wanted to be fashion designer and a, yeah. And a, and a shrink. So now I'm a brand therapist. <laughs> <laughs> <And a shrink. laughs> See, I asked that question 
because I kind of figured your answer was going to be somewhere around there. Like I knew ther- I knew therapist was going to be the one just uh-huh. from, from you saying the way you watched people and looked at the way they, they presented themselves tells some of, you know, their story. And so mm-hmm. I kind of figured it was going to be along those lines. And so before I dive into this in the next part, because I feel like we can spend probably the rest of the episode talking about this is that you bought into a story that you didn't really believe in. And Mm -hmm. I feel like so many people have this issue. I myself had had that issue back when I was a restaurant manager. People saying, you know, if you do this long enough, you can climb the ladder, you can get the general manager, you'll write your own schedule. Then maybe another 10 years, you'll become an area director and you'll get a company car. And and just on the surface, if you don't know any better, it's, I was like, okay, you know, I can, I can do this. And then just as the, the years and the time and the decades went on, it's like, I'm busting my ass for these people. And I'm really not advancing that much. It's like, yeah, they give you a 5% raise. At the end of the day, it's like 80 bucks a week. <laughs> you know, when, when you think about it, like, I just got an extra $10,000, you know, a year. Like, that, yeah, that's 80 bucks a week. <laughs> if that, yeah. you know. And yeah. so, so when you're talking with people, like, how do you help people navigate that? I mean, I mean, I know that it's a broad qu- question because I know it's the answer is multifaceted, but just like, what's your first step in helping people, A, realize that they're buying into something that they don't really want to be doing? Yeah. Well, I do think like a lot of people know that they, I think they know that they're buying into something they don't believe in. I think the trick is they don't know how to get out. So I think if you like, if you put a gun to someone's head and you said, okay, what stories are you buying into that you don't really believe in? Or what are you doing that you're not really like sure about, but you're doing it anyway? I think most people probably in their gut in like, if they're kind of forced to be honest, right. Yeah. Could probably articulate that. I think yeah. the thing is because of like shame or you think you're going to get, you know, your parents aren't going to prove of what you're doing or you're going to disrupt a lot of it was like other people were wanted you to buy into the story because if you didn't buy into that story, their whole world would come crashing down. Mm. So, and I got a lot of like, I mean, when I kind of, yeah, when I left, I mean, corporate America, I mean, it was like half good, half bad. It wasn't like I was buying, I mean, there's good and bad things. That was like kind of mixed bag. And now I run my own consulting firm. So I kind of jumped out of it, but I benefited from kind of, you know, following that career. And I think it, that was positive. The religion part and kind of like doing things for other people and buying into that. And there's a whole like lifestyle that goes with that. That's the part that I was worried about what people would think. So, you know, I was like, what, and what's going to happen. And then, and then what would be all the like ramifications of being someone else in your world. And everybody's going to have, you know, have a heart attack about it. And so some people were accepting of me and a lot of people, it just uncovered all these issues that they had with themselves. And I got, I like lost friends. I lost family members, you know, we're kind of estranged from family members, but I always said, you know, I want my kids to meet the real me before I die. And if I don't do this, they're never going to know the real me. And so, you know, I ended up getting divorced (laughs) and, um, but I now I have an amazing relationship with my kids because they know that um, like I, like I'm showing up as who I really am and I'm happier and I'm just more present with them. I'm not 
spending all this time and energy trying to be someone I'm not. So anyway, so I think they're, and they're going to make different choices in their lives because they, they see that their mom kind of made that choice. Maybe I made it a little bit too late. So now they're thinking about it now. Like, I don't want to go down a path and have to course correct later. You know, it's never too late to course correct, but it's probably better to figure it out earlier. So my, like my mission is to talking to younger people before they kind of start to make decisions. It's going to take a long time to unwind, even though I I believe that you can do it at any, any age, any stage is never too late to who you really are. Agreed. Yeah. So again, you said a lot of, a lot of great stuff there and the part, the part you said, I say it all the time about being your authentic self. Mm-hmm. You know, and I've, I've mentioned it probably each of like maybe the last 20 episodes. I had a speaker coach tell me I wouldn't be taken seriously as a speaker if I show up in a tank top. And I was like, <laughs> I was like I, I'm a fitness business coach, you know, right. fitness business owner, you know, in a, in, in a coach. It's like, this is what I wear. I was like, it would be out of character if I showed up in a suit. You know, it's like that, like this is just not what I do on a day-to-day basis. And so I just said with this particular show, you know, this is the 250th episode. I was mm-hmm. just on on a, a TV news station virtually in Australia just yesterday. It's like I've been speaking virtually all over the world. Not mm-hmm. one person has said to me, Can you change your shirt? You know, it's like not one person. <laughs> so like so I get to show up as myself, be myself. And the things that come out of my mouth is like, that's the stuff that people want to hear. You know, like they don't want to hear the made up version or see the made up version of of myself. And I agree. Like, that's the first step. When I'm working with people, I, the first question I ask, I'm like, who are you? And nine (laughs) times out of 10, they're like, what do you mean? (laughs) It's like, who are you at your core? Who are you? Uh Yeah. And then, so, so now, I want to get into some of the, some of the, what did you say? You said, I want my kids to meet the real me before I die. Just expand on that a little more. Yeah. Well, <laughs> I mean, it is kind of bizarre to think like your kids and your parents, I mean, how, if do they, if they don't know who the real you is, then how do they even they, they know? Um, yeah. I think that'd be kind of sad. It's like, I didn't even show up. I didn't show up in the world as like the real me. And who do you want to, I mean, you want your loved ones to really know you yes. on a deep level, right? Um, and feel you um, authentically. So I think the best thing you can do for like the world, especially for your loved ones, is to show up, you know, authentically to them because that connection, I think it's like pretty hard. I was always like disconnected or not always like, I don't know, it just wasn't always present for them because I was just, distracting myself from them and from even like my family life. And I poured myself into work because I almost couldn't face myself and kind of the, the dissonance or the disconnect between who I really am and like that situation at home. Cause that's where I was like pretending to be the Mormon and doing all these things. And yeah, it just, I would kind of avoid my kids in a sad way because yeah. I wasn't really feeling myself. I don't know. It just, it's a disconnector. Yeah. If you want to be connected to real people or people that you care about. You need to come up, you need to show up authentically or you're not going to be able to make that connection. And honestly, life is so much easier when you do that. 
because you don't have to put you don't have to put up the front. It's like people know when they come to me with 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 a question, I shoot right between the eyes. It's like I don't try to hurt people's feelings, but I tell people what they need to hear. You know, not what's going to make them feel good, or you know, it's like if you're coming to me with a certain problem, I'm going to give you the answer. Like someone said to me the other day. You know, why is this so hard? I'm like, because you're inconsistent. You don't you don't put forth enough effort. If you showed up more and you put it put forth more effort, this would not be difficult. And she was right. like, ouch. Uh, well, <laughs> you asked me that, that this is why you're struggling. You know, right. but, but people people know that about me. And and the one I said that to, she actually just popped on the on the stream. I don't know if she heard me say it. <laughs> you know, but but people people need that. Like we, we have to stop sugarcoating everything and thinking that we can please everyone. Because the way I look at it, yeah, I can say nice things, but don't you want to reach your goal? It's like if, if I can get you to your goal, how is that gonna make you feel? You know, yeah. so so let's cut out all the fluff. And do what needs to be done to get you to, to your goal. You know, hence the name, shut up and grind. Exactly. Well, and also, it's also, it's like taking aligned action behind who you really are and where you want to be, right? We yes. all want to be the best version of ourselves, but we sometimes we're putting our foot on the gas and the foot on the brake at the same time and we're spinning yes. around in circles, you know? So it's like we don't even get there. But I think if you're more yourself, then... Um, like back to like the 30 pounds I lost after I kind of started to become more me, the weight came off because I realized like the person that was like the outside person and who was in me. And actually it was right after like Facebook came on mobile. It was like all, all these pictures of me being like overweight and like, just, I was like, who am I? And I looked at those pictures and they're public for everybody to see. Mm-hmm. And I, you know, and I said, this isn't even really, I was like, holy crap. Like, this is not me. And then I got finally when I said I need to align with my true self and I kind of got clear on that. And my true self was like more of a badass and like was in shape. And I was always like an athlete and all these things. And I was like, I got to get back to the true me. So then I was shut up and grind towards the real me and motivated because I finally paid attention and recognized that the real me was Mm -hmm. not. I wasn't the real me anyway. So, and then it gets you aligned and you can get a lot more accomplished and you're a lot more motivated when you yes. tap into that. See, and I'm glad you just said that. Cause I had this conversation just this morning with a new member at the gym. We were talking about goals and she was just talking about all the things that she doesn't want anymore. And I said, stop right there. Like we're going to re- we're going to reframe this. Like as humans, we have a fight or flight response. I said, right now, you're talking about running away from things. Like, mm-hmm. when you're running away from things, at some point, you're going to get exhausted. Mm-hmm. That's what happens. And when you get exhausted is where you start falling off track and you start slacking. And the next thing you know, you're right back to where you were. I said, you want to run towards something. You know, yes. towards something. I said, so what is it that you want? And then when you just said that, I was like, perfect. You know, so... <laughs> Because I, I told her with, with me, people think just because I'm a fitness coach, I just love to work out all day long. No, I don't. I don't I don't enjoy working out. I like doing it. I can do it. But I'm an athlete. So mm-hmm. that's that's my run towards. Even at 48, I still play a whole host of sports. And right. and I'm still I'm still pretty competitive. And I know if I don't train, I'm gonna lose that. So uh-huh. so my my run to outweighs my run from big time 
And yeah. that's what that's what keeps me keeps me, you know, inspired to get up and do it every single day. Yeah, and that's also good like with failure or different things that happen. Like I'd always, you know, if I've had something that, you know, cuz I've had like political stuff that's happened in my career, get got kicked out of my company by some woman who was like backstabbing I me, mean, the horrible stuff that goes on. Yes. But I remember a friend of mine said, you just got to look forward. And I was like, okay, because you got to focus on that. Otherwise you're just going to get like dragged into that whole thing. And it just is not helpful at all. Right. Yeah. Forward is better. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. See, and so again, this is called how to not let others write your story. So, so what do you say, say to someone when, when they come to you first and they say, I feel like I'm living for someone else. Yeah. Then you just say, well, what, uh, <laughs> but you get it. Like, what's the motivation of why you're living in someone else's story yeah. and what is, uh, and it also show that there's some agency in what you choose. Like, you know, brands we're trying to sell, if I'm trying to sell you Coca-Cola or Pepsi or a Volkswagen car versus a BMW, like, I want you to buy my car. I want you to buy my soda, you know, like, and there's, who are the people that want you to buy that story? Like, well, A, do you believe that story? Hmm. You know, do you really believe that story? Um, and you have to really interrogate that. Like, and what part's true or not true and what's what's going on there? And who told you that story? And why are you holding on to this story? Is it for yourself or is it for someone else? Mm-hmm. You know, and then you start to have to, like, get them. And then back to, like, people being judging you or, you know, I mean, then you have to get at that and say, okay, well, is that going to be into the world if you don't, buy into the story and can you handle like only like less people liking you, but the right people liking you and you, you, and you got it, you got it. Like, and that will happen. Like some people will not like you. A lot of people won't like you. I, I, when the skinnier and the better shape I get, oops, (laughs) I have people that like me less. Yeah. You know? Mm -hmm. And I have other people are like, I want to hang out with you. You're a winner. You know, you're a winner and you're cool. And like, you know, you, you take care of yourself. I take care of myself, total respect. Or even if I get more successful with my career and I'm doing something that's like amazing, like speaking at a conference or, you know, achieving something, building my business. The winners are like, I want to hang out with you. You're awesome. You're cool. And they don't get threatened by it. And then other people are going to be like, you make me uncomfortable. You make me feel bad about myself. You make me feel like... um I don't know, a, a million things, but you don't need those friends. You need, yes. I mean, how much time do we have in a day? We don't have that much time in a day. We can't, we can't hang out with all these people. But the biggest liberating factor was, especially for people that are buying into stories they don't believe in, is you just have to say, you got to be okay with your approval rating amongst everybody not being as high as you want it to be. It's fine. You just, it's like, who do you get approval from or who are you attracting and, and the most important thing is approval rating from yourself. Yes. See, yeah. and that that's a perfect spot for me to jump in. Because right now, at this moment, the back of my shirt says I'm awesome. Right? <laughs> and and so now you get you get people who are like, I love that. I love that you're wearing that. And then you get other people like, if you were really awesome, then you would let other people tell you. You wouldn't have to tell yourself. And to that, to that, I always say, I don't need other people to affirm me, right. you know, and, and just, just like, like now as a, as a storytelling coach, if someone's looking for a storytelling coach, I want to go to who is the best in the business. 
You know, yeah. so someone who displays that, you know, like with all the accolades you mentioned when we be, yeah. when we began this, I was like, okay, I, I, I can rock with her. You know, like yeah. in, in, in most circumstances, you want to go with the best. So yeah. why am I going to brand myself as anything other? It's like when people walk into my gym, I don't claim to know everything about fitness, but when they walk into my gym, I said, if you want results, I'm the GOAT. I tell them straight up. I'm like, you can go somewhere else. You can find cheaper, but you are not going to find better. And it is good to have, I do think that the high performing athletes or high performing individuals have people on their team. So you think about who's my team and who's helping me and who's supporting me and, and kind of scheduling that in and having that team, you know, boost you up. I, I think that's, that's another thing I learned. You think, okay, I got to do this all myself or I like, feel bad about myself because I can't figure it out myself. But I, I think, you know, just looking at athletes and their teams and just people that are high performers, they do have help. So, and I love that, you know, and I love like, and if you got to figure out what motivates you, you know, scheduling it in, but yeah, the story that you tell yourself, I mean, I think the biggest thing that you can't do is like lie to yourself. You know, and I think a lot of people are lying to themselves. And I ask myself all that time, you know, all the time, like, am I being delusional? Am I lying to myself? Like, what is really going on here? And kind of go really inside and figure, figure that out. So, um, but yeah, that's, I guess that's from the storytelling standpoint. And I also, this is another like side thing. I go to a hypnotherapist, this guy in Chicago, who's great. And he, like, I tell him what I want in life. And then he writes, he's, he uh, records these tapes with like analogies. It's like, and that I fall asleep to them and it helps me get on the path. So basically he's doing storytelling to my brain that helps me reprogram and get to what I want. And it actually does like, it starts to kind of seep in because you, you need to like tell stories, like write your story down to yourself. You could, you don't have to pay for a hypnotherapist, like write the story and read it to yourself. You know, you got to tell yourself a better story about your life. And it, and those things actually do seep in to your head. And you got to, I always watch myself so like in terms of what am I um, complaining about? So if I'm complaining about something all the time, back to like, you need to be going towards something versus like away from something. Yes. So if you find yourself like complaining about something over and over again, you need to get that out of your head and start to tell yourself a different, different story and get rid of, the thing that's making you complain because you complaining all the time is basically telling you a story about how bad your life is over and over and over again. And then you're telling all the people around you and no one wants to be around you because you seem uh, other than other people, I won't call them like losers, but with like a loser mentality. Yes. And misery loves company. And then you end up with a bunch of friends that are complaining, doing nothing. Do you really want those people around? So true. So, so true. I mean, your circle, your circle is everything. And, you know, we, we've all heard, heard it say, you know, if you're around, you know, you're around five other people, no matter what it is, you're going to become the sixth. It's like, whether it's five wealthy people, five, five people who are into crime or whatever it is, five people who are into drugs, eventually they're going to suck you in into that circle. But that's where, when you are your authentic self, when you when your self awareness is at let's say ninety percent, because I, I I don't think everybody you know <laughs> anyone's kid really a hundred percent self aware. Because I know I I evolve like year after year after year. Yeah. So, 
But when you when you're in those circles, it's like people should know what you stand for, and they should have similar, you know, similar response. You know, not a hundred percent the same because then you don't learn. You know, because right. you want to be able to learn from your circle as well. Mm-hmm. But the big thing is is because you mentioned it earlier about don't worry about the critics. Like there's seven point seven billion people on this planet, so the majority of the population will never ever meet you. Right. <laughs> never meet you and That's an example good. an example i used of that is dwayne the rock johnson he's got i think it's like 275 million followers on twitter some, some, yeah. some something like that but in the grand scheme of things with 7.7 billion people there's still only about an eighth of the planet that knows who he is yeah, <laughs> you know, you know? Oh, so, so, right. so st- right so stop worrying about people pleasing and going back to, to what you said Find the right people. Yep. And 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 don't worry about the people that are going to be the haters or going to drop out of your life. Yes. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Like just before we came on, I'm in a little in- Instagram battle with, with someone just no. over, some, over some nonsense. But like, but I, I just state my truths. And, and, you know, in any type of debate or even argument, people always just try to poke holes in the other person's story. And it's like I, I go on debate panels, too. So, like, I'm a, I'm a pretty solid debater. And so I just, I just, I just kept it to my point. It's like, it's like, no, I'm like, you're telling yourself a narrative. I'm telling you facts. Like there's a difference here. It's like, Uh stay to the facts. And I just shared that because where it's relevant when you're telling yourself your own story, people are thinking they're telling what they think the other people want to hear versus the, the, just be the true you. Like you said, you, you went through a divorce and now I know, you know, I've been through it, through it myself. Sometimes things can get messy, you know, and when, when things get, get messy, don't be afraid to tell the messy parts, you know, because those right. are the parts that people can learn from. Like I'm in a group with uh, divorced men on okay. Facebook, and a lot of times it's just them bashing their ex-wives. And then, yeah. I'll, have, then I'll have to come in with the harsh truths. Yeah. You guys contributed to the breakdown of the relationship. You know, right. like even even if it was she did this and she did that, okay, what was your role in her taking that path? It's like you, you always always gotta re- reflect back inward. Like, where did I go wrong that allowed this to happen? Mm-hmm. Sorry, there's a uh, I'm in New York City, so there's like construction outside. So sorry. Uh, okay. <laughs> no, it's okay. But I do think like even some of the things also when you're worried about people that you might lose a friend or you know whatever if you buy into a different story that they don't believe in you know because everybody has like their own belief system yeah but they they'll they might you might be cutting them free in a positive way and they might find something else that's like like back to the marriage a better suitable person and then you kind of gave that person a gift of not being in a relationship that wasn't aligned or resonant with them or if you leave a job like back to your career you're giving you might, oh, my boss is going to be mad and who's going to take over my hours or da-da-da-da-da, mm-hmm. you know. But, but you're like a gift to so many more people as a coach and as a business coach and a fitness coach that now you have, you're sharing more with the world and that person might find someone better for the job. So like, we always think like nice. no one's going to recover if we change our story or we like buy into a different story and we're true to ourselves and we kind of change our belief system, you know, starting with ourselves. Yes. We're like worried. Oh, everything's gonna crumble around. It's like no, you know, someone's they're gonna fill that job and that corporate job, and they'll give someone else a two percent raise every year, and it doesn't have to be you, and they'll get over it. You know, like we think 
the whole world's going to come crumbling down. You know, it's, it's all, yes. it's going to work itself out. <laughs> exactly. I always tell, I always tell people, like, you know, the outside world will survive without you. Like that company yes. will survive without you. Like when, right. like when people come into the gym, we're in mid, mid class and they step out to answer their phone. I was like, the outside world will survive 45 minutes <laughs> for right. you to focus on yourself. Like my phone, I was telling people today, like you guys had, some of you have been with me for years. You've never once heard my phone ring. Never right. once. Like I keep it on silent all the time. And I decide when I check in with the outside world. And then the first thing people, people always say, well, what if it's an emergency? Like I'm 48 years old. I haven't had that many emergencies in my lifetime. Right. <laughs> you know that that needed me to drop every i mean had, has it happened yeah but it's very few and far between because i didn't even still if it's an emergency okay so when i find out i'll take action <laughs> you know but it's like i'm not gonna wait all day long waiting for an emergency <laughs> you know mm-hmm. so like it goes back to the story you tell yourself you know right. and that and that running towards first versus what running away you know like having yourself readily available for everyone else means that you're not zeroed in on the things that you want. Well, now, it's good to be loyal, but you got to have self-loyalty as well. Go ahead. Well, it's, it's true. And there's a lot of ways to tell your story just coming from like the business of advertising. So if I'm just sell a Volkswagen or sell Coca-Cola, like we're sitting in the back room, you know, like, okay, how are we going to do this campaign? How are we going to get more young people to like our, you know, Coca-Cola or how am I going to get more people to drive the Volkswagen? We're coming up with like a million different ways to tell the story about the Volkswagen. Like, what are we going to talk about? We're going to talk about, you know, it's like you feel the road and it's like it's for the love of driving or it's for like people that, you know, it's like there's a million stories and it's still like in one like and actually like true facts. So we're trying to persuade people. And there's a million ways to tell the story. So it's like if you're like caught up in your head, you know, and you're like living your life and you're like on repeat loop with like one story that you keep on telling yourself. Yeah, there's I, I can just tell you from being in the business, there's a thousand and one or million and one ways to tell a story for like one thing. So you just got to get exactly. creative, like sit down and write it down because it's true. And, and, and take an outside perspective and kind of look at your life and go, okay, maybe there's a different way to look at this versus like being so like stuck in your head. So take mm-hmm. a step back and look at it and then do some creative writing and like go write it a different way. I mean, some people are better than others. I, I, I can write a million stories. Maybe some people yeah. are less creative, but also you can ask your friends, like, how do you see my life? Cause someone might think, oh, their life sucks. But then like the friend might, a good friend would say, well, if you look at it this way, like, you're, you're not actually even seeing everything. You're just kind of like really focused on this like negative part. But if you look yes. forward and look at this and you kind of look at the story this way, yeah, some of your good friends might see your story in a much more positive way than you might see your story. So that yeah, can be see, helpful. See, and that's why working with people like us is key because I'll talk to people and I can pick out things that they didn't even realize was a powerful mm-hmm. statement. I mean, I do it during, during these these podcasts. Like people will say stuff, and I'll jot it down re- really quick. And I'm like, you just said something very profound, and it's like, right. oh, it's like because it just rolls right off the tongue. So, you know, to you in your world, it, that could be something basic. I'm not saying you, just people in general. Yeah. Like it could it could just be something basic. But it's mm-hmm. like, well, I don't even think you realize what you just said. And it's like we could do an entire speech around that one topic. Like really, it's like yes, really. You know, so 
going back to what you said about writing it down. And then I always encourage people to just expand on it. Okay, yeah. so this this happened to you. What was the first step? Like, what was your first thought? What was your initial reaction? Then how did that make you feel? Then what was the first action you took? And just break it down like that, step by step by step. And then from that interaction, there's so many different directions we can take that story in. To your point, like, it doesn't just, like, you know, everyone knows this show started because I, I had a knee injury where I was told I would never want to jump again. And I've mm-hmm. told that story I, uh, speaking speaking to, to business owners, you know, because mm-hmm. it's about resilience. It's about overcoming obstacles. It's about defying the odds. Mm-hmm. I can I can I can speak to it about confidence. Like I could have took that doctor's diagnosis, and, and that would have just sunk my own confidence. So the fact I'm like, if I can come back from this, that's a hell of a story, you know. Yeah. And so it's all about defining you. Going back to what we, we discussed earlier, mm-hmm. I was like, who are you at your core? When you right. step into that, that's when you're going to show up authentically. Well, and also like believing is seeing versus seeing is believing. So if like yes. you believe something, you will like the whole world will show up based on your belief system because you're trying to confirm your own choices and your own story. So it just like plays it all back to you, you know? Yes. So if you yes. believe something, the world will sh- say you're right. You know, yes. like it'll be right. It'll be like, okay, you believe the world's this way. You're never, you're never going to be wrong. So you exactly. have to the belief system and then the world will start showing up in yep. a much different way based on what you believe to be true. And so, because like you said, there's billions of people on the planet. There's like a million things happening or billion things happening all at once around us. And what we, what we believe in our heart and soul is what shows up in our, in our view. Because yes. it has to filter it out somehow. So you got to like change your core belief system for the world yeah. to start showing up. But I always say, like, I have a million lives and there's a million selves within us, you know, and we, and, and back to authenticity, I think you could show up in the world as a different version of yourself and it's still authentically you, but it could be like a better version of you that lives within you, you know? So like you, you kind of, you can get to, like I think about like, you know, who I am now and who I was before. I'm like, that's a different version of me. So it's not always getting back to something that's core. You can evolve to yes. a different iteration of yourself. And then when you have that person, the whole world shows up in a different way. And sometimes I feel like when I did some of the major transformation in my life, I remember I was going, I was landed in LaGuardia and I and I was going over the bridge to Manhattan and I was in the car and I was talking to someone. I was like, you know what? I feel like I, I live on a different planet. Like I'm on a different planet now. Like this doesn't even feel like the same world that I used to live in. I feel like, and I feel like I'm on a different planet. Yes. And because of how I see myself and how I like worked on myself and got like some of my belief systems in place that serves me better, that the whole world changed like you can there's a million planets on earth right now <laughs> based on how you show up so yes love it yeah. one of the biggest stories out there is u.s politics right and not the not to make make this take a turn but i like especially on twitter i see all all the time the world is so divided the world is so divided or this country is so divided like mm-hmm. when i go to the mall i don't see that when I go to the grocery store, I don't see that. When I go to the playground, I don't see that. When I go to sporting events, 
I don't see that. You don't see people just fighting and wrangling about politics. They right. they fight about it on Twitter. <laughs> Twitter yeah. is not Twitter is not a real place. <laughs> you know, right. if you actually get out and about and just view people, like when I'm at the beach, you you know what I mean? Like I don't see people fighting over race, fighting over sexism, fighting over trans rights or anything else. Like it, it doesn't happen. It's made up. But the TV shows us a story and people right. just believe the story. And I tell people, go outside, look at your surroundings. Do you see people at each other's necks over Biden or Trump? <laughs> it's like, it's very rare. And then they'll find the 10 places that it happened out of 50 states, string it together and make it sound like it's happening on every corner in every, in every city in the country. <laughs> Again, that's so far yeah. from true. But that's, honestly, I share that just because that's the power of storytelling. Right. You know, it's, that's the power yeah. And you're buying into that over and over again. You're not exposing yourself to different ideas. And then you kind of like, just like view your, yeah, the world through that lens. And then you're paralyzed, right? In fear, anxiety, all those things. Yeah, that, that is true. Yep. It's, it's it's, (laughs) what you also have to like, think about like your body, like, what are you eating? Right. But Mm -hmm. what are you actually consuming from a media standpoint? And like, that's like part of your mental health and like how you, improve yourself as well. And I, yeah, I, I pay attention to like what kind of content I'm consuming and what kind of people I'm around, all that stuff feeds you and yes. kind of goes to your health. And so you're kind of feeding yourself. Yeah. So that's, that's important too. So yep. True. All true. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Talk, talk to me about Playbook Studio. What is that? Well, Playbook Studio is a brand strategy uh, consulting firm. So I took all the like what I learned from, uh, you know, three decades in big advertising agencies and I help people's brands figure out their best self. So so how they how they talk about themselves, how they tell their story. I I start with their story. Like, what's their story? What's the most true, authentic, powerful, transformative story for this brand? Mm -hmm. And then it translates into how they show up on a website or how they show up in design, how they show up how they show up authentically across everything that they do, because if they're coming from their most powerful narrative and we can kind of get to that essence, because people say like a lot of things that they don't actually get down to what it really, what's it, the core. <laughs> uh, and then I help them like, yeah, take a line to action behind that and show up authentically and powerfully as their best self as a brand. So that's what I do. <laughs> you do it Let for people. Ask- I do it for yes. brands. Yeah. Yes. Let me ask you this. Do people's about sections bother you? Yeah. Like, like, like on their websites? Because I read some. And uh, honestly, this is how I got into the whole storytelling thing. Like I've, all, like, I've been speaking for a long time. But I transitioned to storytelling when everything shut down in 2020. And I started joining these different mastermind groups. Because like, you know, the gym is closed. I may as well learn something. And yeah. I just knew, you know, you're going through these, these masterminds. And people were really bad at telling what they do. You know, like really, really bad. So I started inboxing people and was like, hey, I can help you out with that intro. It was like, hey, I can help you out with, with that intro and kind of did just what, what you said about just talking about like, why did you, why are you doing what you do? And it's, yeah. and you know, they'll get into the heart of it. And some of them had like really heartfelt stories. I'm like, that should be in your about section. You know, like, like, you know, it's good that you have all these certifications and degrees and all these letters after your name that nobody knows what that means, you know, with, with the exception of other people in, in that field. 
you know, like right. with doctors or even even with trainers, so like CPT and CSCS and NPT. Like we know what that means. The client coming in that wants to lose 20 pounds, <laughs> she has no idea what any of those letters mean. You know, so exactly. it's like speak, it's like speak to the passion, speak to your journey. It's like that's what's gonna pull people in. Do yeah. you agree with that? No, I do. I think people tell very complicated stories and they they just like throw a lot of facts at people. Yes. Um, and and uh too much information and don't get a, and they don't talk to the actual human on the other side of the piece of the communication. Yes. So, you, so, so, you, so you have to think about like when you're telling your story, it's like, okay, well, what, what's in it for me? Everybody's like thinking they call it with him. What's in it for me? W I F M with him. And most <laughs> yep. people are like, so, and if you don't get to what your audience is kind of looking for, that's reading about you and what in, they can't see how you can maybe help them get to what they want and tell a concise story. And they just barrage them like bullet points and facts and degrees and all this stuff that no one cares about. <laughs> so everybody cares about themselves. So you better be talking to someone versus like blah, 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 about yourself. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, and that's why I titled this one, you know, how to not let others write your story. Cause people are yeah. going to see that and be like, I, that's me. You know, like that's me. I need, I need to check that that one out. And uh, yeah. it's, it's well, like just like you said, it's all sales. It's all marketing, right? It's, 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 all, it's marketing. all marketing. You know, if, uh-huh. if 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 I just said I'm gonna have Grace Ann Bennett, who's done this and wrote this book and did this and did, yeah. people that people would be like, so, yeah. <laughs> you know. But you if you get me? into, yeah. Uh, <laughs> oh yes, yeah. yes, exactly, exactly. Your true power lies in your story. That's it. Like, where's your power? Yeah. And you got to find your power and it can't be a million things. You got to get like, why do I exist on this earth? You know, I mean, we do that with brands all the time. Like, why do you exist versus like, what do you sell? We don't say, what do you sell? Like, why do you exist? What's it like your reason for like making the world a better place or helping people and somehow like, how do you, like, what is your role in kind of the world and what do you exist to do? And not, not all the little like bullet points, not bullet points, you know? And then yeah. people buy on emotion. So what's that emotional narrative? And it, and that's like when you're authentic and you're kind of being more vulnerable and telling your real story, then people connect, you know, like you shouldn't be afraid of that. Yeah. And like even with, with podcasts or, you know, like online, online shows, unless you're a celebrity, you just can't use your name. Like I'll see it all, all the time. Like the Robert, the Robert Lyon show. It's like, dude, nobody yeah. knows who you are. <laughs> you know? yeah. It's it like, that's why I was like, yeah, my name is in my title, but it starts with shut up and grind. So you can right. at least get an idea of what this is about. So like, this is about, you know, no excuses, put the work in, you know, you can at least have a premise to just put, you know, the, the Brady powers podcast. Mm-hmm. Like, okay. You know, give me more. It's like people need in- information thrown at them. It's like, That's true. I, yeah, it's like I've pitched people and they booked me solely because of the name. <laughs> you know? like, like they didn't even know anything else that I stood for. They're like, I saw the name and knew I had to talk to you. Yeah, because that's an idea. And that's like something people yes. can relate to. And you're like, stop complaining, grind, you know, get in there, do the work. You're going to be better. Like David Goggins, you kind of remind me of him. Have you read his book? David Goggins. Not, not awesome. his book, but but I, I've seen a lot of his stuff on YouTube. Yeah, I li- yeah, I listened to his audio book, but that was just like, whoa, you know, then that's like a shut up and grind kind of guy. You're like, okay, yes. I don't have anything to complain about, you know, like, let's just 
do this because no one wants to hear a complainer, blah, blah, blah. You know, yes. you got to like, and you know, it's just, so for people, but some people might not like shut up and grind because they might just want to not be that way. That's fine. Yeah. You, know, you can't you be for everybody. Yeah. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. Like I had, I had someone, someone else on, we would, we would, uh, we would talk about fitness and mm. she's, She's a, a f- phenomenal trainer. She's got a she's got a great following. But I told her, I said, see, I invited you on this show just to let people know it's not one size fits all. Like there are some people that need my style. Like if, if you're too too caring, too give too giving, too lenient, they're not gonna get the results that they need. And right. vice versa, I might be too overwhelming for some people that need a more empathetic approach. You know, so like I had her on, we, you know, we, we vibed re- really well in the episode. It's like, I said, we both get people results, you know? So since so, so the purpose of showcasing you was to let people who are in my circle, who maybe they're intimidated to work with me, maybe they'll work with you. Never <laughs> you know? know. You never it's know. Like, yes. Yeah, like, that's story. what it's about. Right. And everybody yeah. has different methods of getting there. So you just got to. And, and again, back to like an abundance mentality and like the right people will find you because you don't really want to attract by like making some squishy message over there. Like, you know, that you don't, part of branding is like you want to attract the right people to your brand that are going to like be happy that they bought the brand because you yeah. got the right people. So you can yeah. try to get more people and or say things that aren't as true, you know, and then, you know, I had a yoga instructor and she was doing candlelight yoga class, but it was like a superpower yoga class. And she's like, well, no, no, no. This is just a, it's like a power yoga class with candles. And I'm like, well, you can't advertise it as candlelight yoga and then make us like sweat. And like all the music is like, boom, 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 boom. And we're like, we're just like in the zone of like candlelight yoga. It's like, okay, yeah. you got to like either say what it really is, power yoga, with candles as ambiance or you got to sell it the yes. right way because then people aren't going to be happy. So yes, like, part yeah, of it I, is, go ahead. Sorry. Right. Okay. No, no. Yep. Yeah. No, I was just, I was just going to say, cause when you said that I went to like gentle, soft music, <laughs> you know? So yeah, like that's, that's the picture that was painted in my mind. <laughs> so, right. so you're right. Like words, words do matter. They do matter. And like, that's why, again, like when you're telling your story, you're writing your story, you're like sending out a signal, a little signal that's like pulling people towards you. You're just like beep, beep, yeah. beep. So I just help people get the like signal to track the people that are gonna like get them, like them, and you know, again, back to like billions of people on planet Earth. You only need, I mean, I can only there's only so many hours in the day. Yes. You can't take on all the clients. I can't take all the clients nope. on. <laughs> nope. <laughs> that's <laughs> anyway. so true. So before we before we bring it down, because uh, yeah. I just realized what time it is. Oh, we're like, <laughs> <laughs> that's how you know we're having a good conversation. There we go. <laughs> <laughs> so I just had a, had an article published last week where I gave four four steps to stop making excuses and to establish a sustainable fitness routine. And mm. my my second my second point was words matter. It was about that oh. and. You know, like, and I did, I did a video about your butt, B-U-T, you know, it's like, <laughs> it's like what you, t- what you say after the butt is what resonates in your subconscious mind. So, so if people say, uh, I want to lose 20 pounds, but it's going to be hard. 
you know, mm -hmm. the but it's going to be hard is what they focus on. But if right. you flip it and you say it's going to be hard, but I'm going to lose 20 pounds. It just, ah, it just rings okay. completely different. So like words matter. The order that you say the words matter. And all of those things contribute to your story. Like when people always ask me, they're like, are you a trainer? I say, no, I help people get out of their way. Like, mm -hmm. That's my response. Because that's what, what it is. Like I'm not training you. You're not a dog. <laughs> it's like I'm, I'm, I'm helping you unclutter. Like I said it in my intro, I'm helping you unclutter what's in your path. So right. it's like if your path that you want to get here, we're going to take away that I don't have time, that I don't have money, that I have kids, that I have this. Like we're going to move all that stuff to the side and we're going to formulate a plan for you to get down this road. It's like that's yeah. that's the shut up and grind style. There we go. I like it. There we go. Action is like I always say like the the dread is worse than the doing. Yes. You know, it's true. So, I love so you, that. So it's like the dread, you know, the dread is worse than the doing. And and basically if you're in your head dreading something and you're like letting that thought like occupy your mind because you're like dread, dread, dread. But it's like, hey, it's in your brain. It's like torturing you. And then yeah. when you do it and you shut up and grind, then all the dread's gone. And it's like you're like when you're two minutes into your like exercising or doing whatever, and all of a sudden like you know like forgot about all the dread and you're in your zone. And I mean, I always say like no one ever like says, "Oh damn, I really wish I didn't work out," or "Oh wow, yeah. I just really wish I didn't eat that healthy meal," or "Oh wow, I, I wish I didn't do whatever the thing is." No one's yes. ever complaining about that afterwards. So the, yeah, so love it. Yeah. All right, so give us some final words. Uh, let's see. And let people know where, where they can find you. Okay, final words. Uh, well, I'm here. To, you can write your own story and just everybody's going to be just okay if you change it based on what's authentic to you. They'll, they'll, all, work, they'll all work it out. They'll, they'll work it out eventually. So don't don't be afraid of that. Just it's worth it in the end. Uh, and then you can find me if you want to tell. I mean, I, I work with mostly brands. So they're trying to tell the brand story. I work with some individuals that have like personal brands, but yeah. If they want to get in touch with me, they can check check me out at playbook.studio. So it's www.playbook.studio instead of .com. It's does entries on there on how to up-level your brand. That's a good one. I spent a lot of time kind of thinking about that. Be helpful. And uh, they can find me. But yeah, go there and then you can find all the links. Or graysambennett.com. That has more links to where you can find me. So either graysambennett.com or playbookstudio. And yeah, and you have any questions you just want to bounce an idea whatever just reach out and it'd be great to hear from people awesome well thank you very much for taking the time to join me and as i said time just flew so i wasn't paying yeah, attention yeah, at all <laughs> i glanced up I was like whoa <laughs> okay. i know so okay right, well, so I'll, i want to talk i want to talk to you after i go off the live so yes. don't okay. don't log off yet Okay, right. but, but anyway, for the for the camera, we'll we'll, we'll say goodbye. Okay, <laughs> All right, I'll see you in a minute. <laughs> All right, be tuned in late. Like I always say, make sure you go back and watch from the beginning. So she just said at the very end there, you know, about telling your your story or writing your own story, and don't be afraid to change it. It's okay to change. Like this is the Galaxy S twenty. You know, I'm sure the S one would still work just fine but they find ways to improve. And there's nothing wrong with you finding ways to improve as well. Like you, you can, you can believe one thing today. You might believe something completely different next year. It's okay. If it aligns with your true authentic core values, 
run with it. Don't worry about the haters. Because I tell anyone that hates on me, I don't even really see it because I'm too busy focused on inspiring people. So I'm not worried about defending myself to anyone who may not like what I have to say. And that's one of the number one reasons why people don't tell their stories. And Grace Ann mentioned it earlier about shame, other people, letting your parents down. Block all that noise out. This is your life. It's your life to live, and you get to decide how you view the world. You get to decide how you view yourself. And so don't be afraid to display that true, authentic self and do it in a powerful way. And then the right people that you need are going to show up in your life. That's my mic drop, and I will see you guys on the next one. You've been listening to Shut Up and Grind. We hope you've gotten some useful and practical information from this show. Robert has over 20 years experience pouring his knowledge and expertise at many events in the service and fitness industry, as well as secondary schools and universities. He has a true passion for helping others break through the barriers that are holding them back. To book Robert B. Foster to speak or to reach out, go to robertbfoster.com. Until next time, shut up and grind.